You're listening to the Cinema Snarks Podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Ren. And today, we're going to tell you how we really feel about Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore, as well as the Fantastic Beasts series and how it is stacking up uh, amongst the Harry Potter filmography. And... Spoiler alert, I have only seen three of the Harry Potter films ever in my life. And yeah, so I'll be a great help. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so this it will be a fun discussion though, because I, you know, I was the same age as Harry Potter when the first book came out. So I literally grew up with Harry Potter, read all the books, there for all the midnight releases, like I'm that kid. Um, and I've also seen all of the movies now up through this most recent one, um, which, uh, I did a little bit of research. So first of all, uh, it is actually Fantastic Beasts colon because originally they were going to do Fantastic Beasts and as all of the titles. And then I guess they just changed their minds. I don't know. I think it's a great example of what Hmm. is not working great for this series, which is a general uh, sloppiness of the whole thing. Um, If you don't know, Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore, follows Professor (laughs) Albus Dumbledore, who knows the powerful dark wizard, Gellert Grindelwald, is moving to seize control of the wizarding world. Unable to stop him alone, he entrusts Magizoologist Newt Scamander to lead an intrepid team of wizards and witches. They soon encounter an array of old and new beasts as they clash with Grindelwald's growing legion of followers. The film is once again directed by longtime Harry Potter director David Yates and co-written by J.K. Rowling and Steve Cloves returns for the first time in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. So she co-wrote the script. She wasn't entirely responsible for so she was it. entirely responsible for the first two fantastic beast screenplays my suspicion is that she wrote the script and especially after the reception of crimes of grindelwald they brought steve cloves back because he was the screenwriter for the majority of the harry potter films if i'm not mistaken if not all of them help her uh to kind her of work the <laughs> screenplay uh-huh. Uh, uh, to varying results, I would say. Because I personally, I'll just put this out yeah. there now. The first Fantastic Beast is still my favorite of the three. It's still the one I yeah. definitely enjoy that one much more than these two sequels. Uh, uh-huh. ha- as a Harry Potter fan, though, this film definitely starts to lean way heavier toward Harry Potter than it does fantastic beasts this is much more a harry potter prequel whereas the first fantastic beast pretty much felt like its own little world with harry potter references thrown in this is like okay we're setting up for events leading into harry potter much more directly so how did you feel about the film itself i thought it was kind of boring (laughs) this is really long um the pacing was just bad, right? Like it just it took a really long time to get through it. It was, I think the movie altogether is two and a half hours, which again, pretty average I, for a I Harry Potter film. Say, 
I know. And I know we say this all the time, but it feels like a just lame criticism of films. But as I said, when we talked about Drive My Car, it, there's a difference between a long film that feels long and a long film that is necessary to tell the story. Um, so I, I, that's why I, th- I was asking about the script editing because my feeling was that this would be better as a book. Like whatever they're doing would be better as a as a pacing book. And that's so. What's very strange about it is that one of the things about the Harry Potter books that make them really good is that they are page turners. They're they're very engaging, and and you can devour a. F- 400 page 700 page harry potter book in a few days and that is not translating to these films at all um well that's been a big criticism is at this point we're really seeing it and the people are i don't know that you know she has thing with jk rowling obviously she has a very large group of people specifically a very large group of harry potter fans who are not happy with her and do not like uh, how she's chosen to, you know, publicly express herself and the hill she the chose to die on. The hill she chose <laughs> to die. On. They're not happy with it. She does, however, still have well females who agree uh, with her line of thought. Obviously, very much support her, but also a- another group of Harry Potter fans who are still like, I don't know. Uh, there's a group of people who really are able to separate well. And they're like, I don't know if I love what she's saying, but I support her ability to say it and I'm going to stand behind her. Um, It's a weird thing. So there's those that have defended her and have taken criticism towards her writing skills as like a personal attack on her novelist skills. There's a very big difference Uh, between writing a novel and writing a screenplay. She is not a good script writer. I feel like after three films... It's a pretty evident thing because even though I really enjoy the first Fantastic Beasts, it has a lot of screenplay problems still. Like the script is is a big hindrance to that first Fantastic Beasts film. And with Crimes of Grindelwald, she went off the rails. Like that screenplay is uh, worse. Horrible. Yeah. This one is better than Crimes of Grindelwald as a film and as a screenplay. But part of me is like, I feel like they brought Steve Gloves in. Otherwise, I think it might have kept going down that just like, what the hell kind of <laughs> what is happening yeah that's how that's, i left the screen which again yeah yeah and i've right i've seen all of them so um like patrick sort of dropped in partially while i was watching re-watching the second film to, you know prep up to see right because there's a huge gap between the last one and this new one and i'm really glad that i rewatched it because i didn't remember all kinds of stuff that i had seen in crimes of grindelwald um but like I, he was like wait what is happening and who is this character and he had no way of engaging with it and he had seen it before he just couldn't remember anything about it and also i think because he hadn't read any of the harry potter books i think it relies really heavily on you just understanding a lot of the mechanics that they explain in the books and they explained in the movies like port keys and apparating and like like there's a scene in the second movie where he's you know all wrapped up in the um, Ezra Miller character, um, the, you know this, this big scene, and then he just like vanishes. And Patrick was like, "Is he dead? He's gone." And I was like, "No, he apparated." But how would you know that unless you were a nerd who's like, "Yes, they all just <laughs> pop, and then that noise means they've apparated." <laughs> yeah, like, and it, 
<laughs> so the movie is not, not accessible to non-Harry Potter fans and even Harry Potter fans like myself. Kind of bored. Um, it just, I think um, a lot of the magic is not there. So what I think is really great about the first movie is the relationships between all of the characters. Mm. And that is entirely lost in the second two films. You just don't get the same... Um, sweetness. Controversy, like some tea that is just a rumor, but uh, is that Catherine Waterston, the actress who plays Tina, uh, the big reason she's all but written out of this film is that over the summer, while filming was, was kind of going, uh, she publicly called out J.K. Rowling and disagreed with her on public platforms. And Tina pretty much is written out of this film like it's a pretty lame excuse and the character of tina who was our female lead no sense. she was our female yes. lead of the series for the first two suddenly has five seconds of screen time in the third film. <laughs> it makes no sense why her character is not there they try to give you some cockamamie excuse that is like really now <laughs> The world is in yeah. danger, really. Okay. Uh, she was a, she's, she was promoted. That's what that was. She was promoted and she's role busy. from the first Fantastic Beast. Homegirl that was the, the leader of the US Court of Magic or with Magistry. Um, she took over, I guess. And so she's too busy to deal with, you know, world threatening events now as the leader of the United States. I'm glad States you have that information because I. I also thought that was really weird and it's pretty funny that because it also explains why they then they're weirdly trying to shoehorn and swap it. So, well, maybe Tina isn't the one he wants to be with and he should be with his assistant. Oh, That's God. the new like thing they're trying to like shove down my throat. Um, I did um, love the I new mean, wizard. She's cute and all, but. I loved her. I love the new wizard, the, the professor um, that they introduced in this film. Professor? I thought she she literally was my favorite part of the film, mostly, I think, because she gets all the action scenes. So she is involved in all of the magic fights. So she is the one actively using magic throughout the movie. So I think it just helps that she brings energy into the movie. (laughs) It makes her fun. Yeah. But also, I think this is one of the big failings of the movie is it's a team-based thing and they don't really work together and you don't get like you don't learn anything about their personalities yes. you kind you at least know um oh my god who's the the muggle what's his face oh, jacob queenie's boyfriend jacob 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 you've got a backdrop on like you know him because you've seen him in the other show in the other movies and so you have a little bit of something to go on with him but honestly, even knowing him, I still felt like more disconnected from his character than I have in the previous films because you just don't – it's incredible that a movie can be two and a half hours long and me, again, feel like I don't really connect with any of these characters, that there's been no time spent on them and their relationships with each other. Like, I think the relationship between Theseus and uh, Newt, the brothers, could be really interesting and there's like – just these little nuggets of stuff they're trying to drop, but it just doesn't, it is weirdly bogged down in its own magic and spectacle instead of, and, and just like loses all of the parts of it that would make me 
care yeah, uh, the to same continue thing watching it. His, I, his yeah. assistant, uh, maybe, maybe I could have been on board with that if they did a good enough job. Uh, like, I don't know, movies feel like they can just give us longing glances all the time and that constitutes like building of like uh, chemistry and that's not the case. Like, like I don't... <laughs> having just rewatched all of them, you can't, no, you're not, you cannot go back and do the same thing again with a new character because you fucked up with the actress. Like, they should have just recast Tina if that was the feeling, was that, like, we don't want to work with this actress anymore. Fine. But, like, they literally started with this whole thing of he's in love with this other person, this Lita, this person who's unattainable, who's not right connected quite right, who loves him, we think probably, but just there isn't quite, they're not synced up and... She's not for him, but there's this other person right in front of him that's a great fit for him. And now we're going to in this third film, so, but maybe there's this other other person right in front of him who is a good fit for him, and it wasn't that. Spoiler alert, but actually not. (laughs) We're literally going to come back to this. Um, So yeah, we'll say this. This is going to be a spoiler review because we're already there. Literally, they bring Tina in at the very end of the film. They, they glance at her once, like watching a TV screen of what's happening at one point in the movie. Uh, and then they bring her in at the very end of the film to remind you these two still love each other. They're, they're like hints to rekindle as they go into some other situation. That's like her scene of the movie is meeting up with me once more at the end of the film. I mean, it's yeah. asinine. So... <laughs> And that's my problem. So what yeah, I told one of my friends. Just write her out if you're going to write her out. Yeah. What I told one of my friends is that what I think they should have done is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is based off of a small book, right? It's based off of a supplementary book, basically, just to build yeah. out more Harry Potter lore. So you make either a one-off movie sure. or you can make an HBO Max series about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Follow Newt for a series, like maybe one season of him and you get to meet all these cute creatures or one film and be done with it. The story they wanted to tell was Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Dumbledore and Grindelwald. That should have which been. is a very cool story. Yes. That should have been the focus Give of me your fucking- series. Yeah. You, we should have started, what I wish they would yes. have done, they should have started in college when Dumbledore and Grindelwald met each yep. other. So we got Falling the relationship. Yep. We see them fall in love There's- so that the breakup is heartbreaking and we get the heavy emotional stakes There's of this- what has to be done. Yes. That's the story. Yes. And then there's this very dramatic stuff that happens with his brother and his sister. Like, Albus Dumbledore has a fascinating history and that is a story i want to hear and i want to be you know there was uh you know back in the days before jk rowling was a monster um there it was a really big deal that she revealed that in the books she always thought of dumbledore as gay the dumbledore was gay and it was like oh my god It was like it was headlines all over the place that she had declared that Dumbledore was gay, and you know the the anti gay people were like pissed, like okay, retro, blah blah blah, whatever. <laughs> and then everybody else was like, "That's incredible. That makes a lot of sense." And then as you read it, you can see like, "Oh yeah, 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 that Grindelwald thing. That's a thing." And that is an interesting story. That is an engaging story. And that would have been a really nice, relevant story, especially like for the fandom. Like there's certainly, you know, in the context of all of this 
J.K. Rowling saying stupid shit, there are people who have pointed out that it's kind of sad that these books were so they were so connecting for LGBTQ kids, just kids that were weirdos, yeah. the ones who felt out of place, the ones who just didn't feel like they fit in. That was the draw of the books, and these books made these people feel better. And so having a story for the Harry Potter fan base that focuses on this huge character with an incredibly fascinating background – and his gay relationship and all of that and how it fit into the wizarding world would have been perfectly engaging and interesting. And they they did Newt Gamander instead because I, I'm assuming J.K. Rowling wanted to like play around with lots of mystical creatures. And, you know, I think artists can do whatever they feel like. But honestly, I also feel like the Fantastic Beast is weirdly lacking in the amount it's certainly crimes of grindelwald the last one like felt like it was really didn't have enough of those creatures two this movie has done a much better job this (laughs) movie this story has done a better job of like focusing on a creature at least um there's one creature very creature integral to the story so yeah yeah. the chillin so cute cute this baby (laughs) chillin that they have is freaking Adorable. adorable i loved him and they bring back you know like my favorites he's up here uh the little niffler he's <laughs> he's still the niffler, mvp yeah. of the whole series for me i love the niffler <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the little pocket there's the crab animals. walk thing that was fun yeah the fantastic um, beast and then Newt. the phoenix following uh he doesn't, yeah yes but like i mean the whole thing is newt is supposed to like newt doesn't get enough there's not the I don't understand the point of why Newt is the person. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Newt because they be don't use film. his creatures as much as it seems like it would be necessary for you to be like, I need a magic, magic zoologist. That's the only wizard in the entire world. And that's the other thing is the team itself doesn't make any sense. The team, like, Ocean's Eleven, right? That's, that's, let's use that as our, like prototype for like great movie team building each person has a skill that makes them particularly well suited to this mission and okay i guess each of these characters maybe has something to bring to it but like so they have lita's brother from the last movie and let's talk can we talk for a second about how they retroactively made him feel sad about his sister like he's doing this because he feels bad about his sister dying his sister who intentionally martyred herself for her brother for her for newt and his brother and who he hated because she was the love child of this evil white guy wizard that used a a curse to steal his mother away and then she died giving birth to his sister like it there's no (laughs) there's no part of the story that says that he should feel bad about this they just like built that in randomly and it He's makes terrible. no sense His so he makes no sense like as a character i was like i was over him i'm sorry yeah no yeah uh, the, and, uh, and even wasn't that enough played with there I love it was another were, like sorry i love what you were saying though because what they could uh, an easy fix not have everyone in this known world know so much about the chillin'. 
the problem was everyone knew about the chillin. Everyone knew all this stuff about the chillin. Yeah. If they were pretty clueless, then okay, Newt is the only one who will know how to find it, who will know what to do with this chillin. Okay, fine. That that makes more sense in the story. Anyone, yeah, Dumbledore can handle the chillin. It, the, the professor, she's good. She knows all about that chillin. Like, <laughs> okay, yes, they reduced it to like the box right it's the the box in the movie yeah. it's like the thing in the box i don't need to know anything else about it blah 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 blah. it's the thing we need yeah that's it and yeah and that's that that's it's just like step by step none of it is engaging none of the characters engage with each other and this story nothing to do with the fantastic beast storyline now this was so the crimes of grindelwald really failed because it tried to find a way to merge them and it couldn't it really couldn't and this film Mm -hmm. tried to keep the fantastic beasts around while we fully transitioned to the dumbledore story but it ultimately left them just sitting there like without really any purpose uh like jacob has no purpose in this film like i mean he's just there because we know him from the past it, year. we we like him we like him. <laughs> he's Newt, good he's our lead you need character muggles so. too. that's the whole thing there's also like i mean i guess I just, it's part of queenie's, just not good. It's it's part of queenie's turn but i hate what they did with queenie's character still it's still that was the Ooh. worst decision they made in crimes of grindelwald and they didn't know how to fix their mistake from crimes of grindelwald so it ended up being this really halfway done story for queenie like her story was not well developed in this film and uh, yeah it just really frustrates me that they ruined it's probably my favorite character from that first film. <laughs> they just took everything they did in the first movie and they just undid it, which is what kind of sucks, right? Like they spent the whole first movie. Well, no, they, sorry. That, sorry. They did in the last movie yeah. and they undid it. So yeah. what they did in the last movie was basically turn Ezra Miller's character. What's his character name? Credence. I forget. Um, Credence. I was like, it's. I was like, it's like Ezra, but it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. some other hillbilly-sounding name. Credence <laughs> and uh, Queenie. So they spent the last movie turning Credence and Queenie, and then they spend this movie unturning Credence and Queenie <laughs> and giving them reasons to go back to where they were before. Which, what is the useless. point? Don't make me sit through another movie to retroactively fix everything you did in the last movie. Again, oh, we're going to make Newt and Tina get together in the second movie, and then we're going to undo it in the third movie. What is happening? Credence was it's so pointless nonsense. in this film. And it, it's, I think, so pointless. it seems like it's, okay, so I read that originally this was supposed to be a three-film deal. Now it is a five-film deal. And whatever, I'm not going to stand between anybody and their desire to make extra money off of Harry Potter things. Here's one thing I will say. I will probably go see all of the Harry Potter movies because you know what? They are gorgeous. They are pretty, and I like that world. I like sitting in that world. The design, especially Harry Potter world in the 1920s, is incredible. It's Art Deco, Art Nouveau, and everything I love in design aesthetic with magic it's just what i want uh the costumes are incredible the set designs are incredible the props are all fantastic production design is top notch um but the five movies what it really just says to me is 
when she wrote the Harry Potter books, she had spent years and years and years developing the entire thing. She had the whole thing written out on notes before she sat down to write the very first book. She knew when she started writing Harry Potter Philosopher's Stone, what was going to happen in the final book. There were some changes along the way. Things transformed a little bit, and you can hear her talk about that in like new. But that is like I've done a lot of research on writing <laughs> young adult novels, and that is that is her style of writing. Is she has the world laid out? That bitch has no idea what the fuck is going on in this world. She has no idea what story she is telling from beginning to end. Here she is winging it. She is George R R Martining that shit, and that is why it is a hot fucking mess well, i think she it's even no worse idea. i think because i don't even think she's she, yeah she's not even doing the plant and let them grow because she doesn't know these characters either she doesn't understand the characters that she's making Correct. she doesn't understand yeah, who they I are i don't understand them she uh, doesn't clearly girl put know, the keyboard she, away she, she seems to log off of twitter <laughs> grab the post-its again and get back to the work you know how to do take stop looking she at seems, damn twitter right i I really, really wish that uh, these, I really wish I would have loved to learn about the past, about Dumbledore's past, about like have a full book, like a full fleshed out like history. Because that's one of the things I really liked about the Harry Potter books is that like she really does have a lot of history going back and like what, you know, there's the generation four, there's a whole storyline of like what happened with Harry's parents and Snape and like all these other characters that he meets later on. Like she's covered the generation before she has that all like down. And she's got little snippets of the generation even before that, which is like Dumbledore's generation, which is like what she's doing here in these books. And I would have loved to know more about that. The Grindelwald thing is basically like, you know, it's their version of Hitler. But I think the part of the problem is that they have leaned too far into this very obvious allegory of Hitler taking over Europe instead of creating a new story and letting, like, right? Like, again, like, <laughs> there could have been a lot of drama associated with Dumbledore and Grindelwald and, like, all of the the the, the homosexuality issues, especially for that time period. I know they're witches and wizards, guys, but, like, I imagine this is problematic even then. Um, and, like, Dumbledore becoming the world's greatest wizard and Grindelwald becoming the world's greatest. That's an interesting story. That sounds pretty cool. But they decided to, instead of focusing on this totally, totally viable, like, problem and do the, like, muggles and magics aren't allowed to get married and purebloods versus non-purebloods, which, again, was not, like, a thing. I don't know. It doesn't Again, make any sense. Dumbledore right? by the time versus ha- Grindelwald is a lot more interesting than Queenie and Jacob breaking up. Like, come on. You know, like... And <laughs> they talk so much about, like, where Dumbledore was at when he was in love with Grindelwald and they both believed in this same, like, ideal of... Which is a totally reasonable deal. Magic people shouldn't have to hide. Which was fucking Voldemort's whole I mean, thing. Magic hello, people shouldn't have X-Men to hide. X-Men has laid out right. the formula. They've shown you with Professor X and yes. Magneto, MLK and freaking, well, that's a little different. But, you know, two people who have the same <laughs> end viewpoints, but have very yes, a, different, different ideas. Different about how to get there. Yeah. And one yes. is just and very And it's a severe. story we're engaged with and we enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, Fantastic Beast is just it's telling this side story that is not interesting and is not consistent even with itself. Like that, you know, maybe I maybe I wouldn't mind that they didn't do the Dumbledore. That's not the focus. If this other story was consistently engaging and like I felt like there was a reason why we had to learn about Newt instead of Dumbledore. And this, this is, this was, this, I mean, I know this has been the plan from the beginning was they were going to cover Dumbledore Stormy through Newt. And it was just bad. It was a bad plan. I, I, I it sounds like it was a half-assed plan that came from JK just dumb, being like, I want story. to write more why? about the magical creatures. And why, I have like, lots of, have I have to? lots of notes on Newt. Okay, sure. But know. why can't we just focus uh, on Dumbledore? And Newt can be a side character. That's pro- the, watching the films. That's yeah. what should have been happening. Newt should have just been she somebody is, brought in. I love Jude Law. Jude Law is also, also a great real quick because you know we wonderful, fantastic. Let, real quick though, while we're here, because it is relevant, I am uh, delighted by the Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, libel case that's happening, considering the fact that like he got fired from the WB. Uh, Fantastic Beast franchise because of her bullshit, and now it's all coming out that maybe Amber Heard's actually just a lying lunatic. And you know, I I will still maintain that it sounds like they had a real toxic relationship yes. between the two of them. However, it does certainly sound like it's kind of fucked that he got fired from Fantastic Beasts based on. Nothing legal, nothing that there was no, it was just her talking shit is effectively what she's got. Um, and there are crazy people that are like, Amber Heard was a, is an abused woman. And <laughs> go ahead, do the research on your own if you want to. That's fine. Um, but uh, it definitely uh, is kind of fucked up. He got fired from Fantastic Beasts. And I, you know, I, I think... And Amber Heard got to stay on uh, Stupid Aquaman. Aquaman, and that was a poor choice and on the WB's. And they're both owned by Warner and, Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so they, they clearly, like, chose a side. And, like, that's, you know, somebody pointed out, like, we've got to stop letting corporations make moral judgments for us. We also need to, like, stop letting a mob of people on the internet make moral judgments and for everyone. Um, that's not cool either. But anyways, um, it is kind of, I was a little sad because I feel like he was, he was, who, who played, you know, the actor's Uh, name. Mads Mikkelsen. Mike Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. I was close. Mads Mikkelsen. He was fine as Grindelwald. I don't buy chemistry between Dumbledore and Mads Mikkelsen. I would totally have bought and been excited about chemistry between Dumbledore and, or between Jude Law's Dumbledore and Johnny Depp's Grindelwald. That's like, they're, I mean, they're age appropriate. They look like they're in the right age. They're both sexy men. Like, I'm just, I'm buying that in a way that I'm not buying Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen is just evil. Like, as far as I can tell. He also, like, that's, I think it's also part of it is, like, he's supposed to be... He's I the whole thing is crazy. They're like he's running for the he's, suddenly after he's murdered a bunch of muggles and he's on the run. Suddenly he's now in Berlin and Insane. they're having the 
election for the entire magical world leader, which I don't think was a thing in the original Hogwarts, Harry Potter. They have like ministers of magic for like each independent thing, but like there was never any mention of like the high lord of all of the magics in the earlier Harry Potter stories. They seem like, you know, it's like we don't have a king of the world. They have independent countries that are run by their independent leaders. Anyways, he goes from being like on the run and then like... (laughs) I don't know. I guess he's that's so popular with his racist bigotry. They're like, let him run. Let's just ignore all of his. We don't have sufficient evidence that he murdered people. So I'm just going to let him go. And we're going to let him run for president of the world. Look, low key. I hope that they <laughs> just make it evil. a trend. He looks and... like an evil villain. Yeah, I hope they just make it a trend and have a new Grindelwald for each film. So if we get to five, I hope they recast him in each of them. Since, you know, Jude Law, I mean, not Jude Law, Johnny Depp technically was still Grindelwald in the first one, but Colin Farrell played that role for 95% of the movie. Uh, Just just switch him out every film at this point. Make it it an ongoing Yeah, you gotta change his face every time. Yeah, because uh, I mean that's fine. Well, why he can change his face? I mean that is that is that is a thing. That is a mechanic that exists in that magic world. Um, What happened to uh, this is another thing I think they got nervous because they got so much backlash on. What happened to Nagini's character? Yeah, what happened to Nagini's character? She went with them. She was a part of the group at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, and just poof. Not even referenced I don't, in this film. I don't think she was. She no, she wasn't. Oh no, she went with. She, went with uh, she was with um, Credence, right? Uh, Newt. Newt. No, 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 oh, no, no. She Newt. went with Newt. Yeah, she went and, with Newt. And Theseus. Did she he, was the good people. She tried to stop Credence from going. Did she think? She was did like, he you think she was born. a fantastic beast? Does he have a homegirl locked up in the in the suitcase with the rest of the animals? Is that is that what we're to believe, or what's going on with her? She's vanished. Also. That was like a cool thing, right? There was this whole thing about how Nagini was going to be this snake. I wanted to know what her journey was. How does she go from being a mostly abused snake yeah, they wrote her witch, out of the story. afflicted thing to Voldemort's special snake? Please tell me. No, she's gone. Vanished. <laughs> Great. That's... Mary, this is what I mean. It's a hot fucking mess and she's got no idea what she's doing. She's just flying by the seat of her pants, writing this movies. And she, I mean, that that's kind of the whole thing with J.K. Rowling at this point is she's so rich and so famous and so powerful. She doesn't have to think too hard about what she's doing anymore. She just does whatever the fuck she, she wants. She can just... And people roast. Yeah. And that's all we can do is roast her ass every chance we get. That's all you can do. Because... Throw our hands up. Yeah. Uh, I do yeah. hope, especially because the, the box office returns have been the worst of all Harry Potter films thus far, including the Fantastic Beasts films. <laughs> um, so that uh, uh, Warner Brothers is actually going you under transition. No, so they're going under a transition. It's now like WB Discovery, which is overlooking everything currently. Um, and they have like said- Discovery Plus? Yeah, so Discovery like overtook Warner Brothers. Uh, so they own them now. Okay, okay. And they're doing like this investigation okay. and they have said it, four and five are not guaranteed. We will make another Fantastic Beast after we see the what happens with this one. 
so that could be the end of this series is what we saw here in the third one. If not, at the very least, I hope they do not hire her to do the third script. Uh, I know it's risky with the person who runs everything to do with that world, but at some point you have to tell her this is not your skill, girl. Like your your screenplays are tanking the series. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's George Lucasing her own stories. You can be like George R. R. Martin. There we go. We'll talk. Give us notes. You can give us bullet points of where you would like these characters to end up. And then we'll hand those to a screenwriter and they can do with it what they will. But you cannot write the screenplay. I don't know, man. That's it. I don't even want to get you started on Game of Thrones and what happens when you give the TV writers. That was a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm hoping maybe that would be I mean, I, I, I have, no. yeah I have no faith that George R. R. Martin was gonna like put this together in any sort of coherent oh. way much better than they did um I mean probably better than they did I actually honestly I have no yeah. faith he's ever gonna write any more of those books I don't yeah. think he wants to I don't think he has to so I don't think he will um but well, here's the thing with him. Then he I don't know. needs I to don't stop know. teasing people and being like, I just worked on a new Aria chapter. And that's what he needs to stop doing. Just Agreed. stop talking about it altogether. Agreed. Stop. <laughs> it's very abusive is what it is. Very abusive, sir. We've um, been through enough abuse called season eight of Game of Thrones. We need you to you not stop? abuse us too. Yes. Cut the leash. Okay, let us go. Step away from the screenplays, ma'am. This is not you are terrible at it. I'm sorry yeah. to tell you, you're terrible at it. It's it just not is what it is. her. No, she needs to sit and she needs to like write the books, write the books, man, and then let somebody turn it into a script. But I ugh, honestly, I know, the, if they do make a fourth movie, I think they, it should just be a full flashback movie. Just give us the full. Now that we know 100%, it's been actually confirmed they were in a relationship. They have acknowledged it fully. Make the fourth film mostly a flashback film. And uh, I know you're scared of China, and I know you're scared, and that's why you. That's I'm honestly, I think that's the real reason Dumbledore was not the focus of this series is because they were scared to make a gay character a lead, especially in a storyline where his gay romance had to be pretty central to the plot. I really think that's why they did not China. Um, yeah, because they cut out the like two lines where it's explicitly mentioned that they were in a couple. They cut those out for Chinese release of Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's why they're scared. But Come on, JK, aren't you brave? Aren't you all about your freedom of speech? Woo! Yeah, isn't that your whole thing, Rowling? Come on, girl, <laughs> isn't that isn't that the true basis of you doubling down and being a warrior for your hill? Yeah, your here? whole raison the prayer, whatever. Aren't you worth is. billions, girl? Can't you fund these films yourself and be just fine? Yes. <laughs> Forget oh, okay, I, say, I don't think she's worth billions anymore. Oh, I think there was a whole thing about how she was a billionaire, but she gave away a lot of her money, and so well, she's not technically funny. a billionaire. Uh, but it's also really easy to like. My, Get it money back. generates more money. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> she's currently making money for money. writing terrible yeah. screenplays. So let's stop letting her do that. 
Yes. Um, yes. But I mean, I think we've really we've been all over the place. Honestly, so I just rewatched the first Harry Potter film for maybe like the second time in my life um, for a reaction series I'm doing on the channel. And just to let you know how little I knew, I was completely and totally shook. I did not remember, even in the slightest, that Voldemort was literally the back of someone else's head. I was like, Gabriel from Malignant <laughs> 2? You started Harry Potter first before James Wan got you, Gabriel? Okay. Um, because I was shook when that man unraveled his little turban and... <laughs> Voldemort was the back of his head. Um, but what works there? Oh, but isn't it a red flag? Just the cutest little thing in those that movies. Little, All those kids are so Ron Weasley. Cute. He's like literally Ron Weasley's entire purpose of that first film is for reaction. Like he is just there Adorable. to give reaction shots to everything that happens. <laughs> and there's no other real purpose. And, okay, and my my favorite like just little background thing is that Emma Watson, uh, she was such a little tryhard, which is I, I know I'm a Hermione. She memorized everyone else's lines too, so that she knew when her lines were coming. But then she would mouth the lines without even realizing it, and they had to keep on like redoing the takes because she'd be like little twelve-year-old Emma Watson, eleven-year-old Emma Watson, just blah, blah, blah. well. That's why she got <sighs> cast in in the role. <laughs> Yeah, she's very Hermione. Very Hermione. But what works there, so even amongst, because I think the first film, it does it pretty well. Like you said, we were starting to, we loved Newt and Queenie. Specifically, I loved those two. Everybody loved Jacob. People even liked Tina. She was kind of the least favorite of the group. But we we liked this little group of people in the first film. We liked the little beasts that we were getting to see. And that's what has failed so hard is that they pretty much have like had less and less to do because we're ramping up a completely different story. <laughs> so that's like a competing yeah. thing as we take one down and yeah. bring one up, it feels weird. And Harry and Potter, that first film, it's all about their little kids friendship. Like they are the central part of this story. We have all and these side characters. Every obviously single movie is about those three characters at the core always and people can identify with them obviously very like you said people identify with harry anybody who's poor people can identify from the jump i didn't have to live in a little attic under the stairs but (laughs) i mean the other thing that's like brilliant about it like identification what people can identify with is the houses it's such a like it appeals to our tribalism on such a core level of like oh well i'm a gryffindor i'm, I'm a slytherin i'm a slytherin like game of thrones even though that's like <laughs> dynasty houses you yeah. know pe- people get grab a yes. house they're like i want to be part of this group. right that's what works in that world yeah and you don't have any of that in Fantastic oh, Beasts. They, they barely even touch on – they could play around with, like, the different schools. That could be fun, like the nationalism of, like – there was, like, a hot second in the first movie where the Americans talk about, we went to Ilvermorny, which is the best magical school in the world. And Newt's like, mm, Hogwarts, I think, is what you mean. And, like, they could play with that a little bit if they wanted to, but they don't. Um 
And it's fine, I guess you don't have to. The world, you know, like we try, we don't hear about any of that. Like as we're adventuring, a lot of this movie takes place in Germany, or we obviously have to go back to America. We spend time in the U.S. Yeah, and the last one was in France, and they didn't. And that's another thing. It's uh, you know, this is why what's great about the Fantastic Beast films is the production design, and that's why I'll keep watching them because. I'm down to watch your fucking 1920s Art Deco Berlin-styled magic world. Yes, please. I will sit here and be bored with the story just so I can see more of those cool hats. That was one thing that Patrick, as we were sitting there watching and he wasn't following anything, he was like, look at that hat. That's an incredible hat. (laughs) They have fantastic hats. That's really what the whole movie should be called. Not Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Hats. <laughs> also, if you notice, they are really trying to get away from Fantastic Beast. Just like if you look at the posters for this, that is so small at the top corner and it's just Secret of Dumbledore. Like they are trying well, to escape like, Fantastic Beast. It's like somebody knows that we're not really telling this Fantastic Beast story. We're actually telling these stories about Dumbledore. So maybe we should focus on that. And that actually is what's engaging, right, is the story of Dumbledore. But because we already fucking, we decided two movies ago we were going with this Fantastic Beast angle. Now we got to, like, keep playing with these stupid characters that we don't really, we don't really want to deal with anymore. But we have to put them in our movie because we put them in the first one and we said it was about them, even though it's not really about them. (laughs) Dumbledore wasn't even in the first one. So, you know, it's fun times. Um, I just, uh, I think it's a step better. I definitely think it's better than Crimes of Grindelwald. I think it's slightly more focused. Uh, There's at least like a through line to the film itself of him running for this stupid magical thing. And we have to like stop him from winning. Whereas Crimes of Grindelwald was just a disaster. Like Crimes of Grindelwald, we are jumping here, there, like we don't know what the hell is, but there's no through line to Crimes of Grindelwald. I also Um, like, can I just, you're talking about the through line. I don't think the through line was that good. Like it's totally unclear what the is happening. (laughs) I mean, I agree. Until like an hour and a half through the film you have no idea what is it like even when they are they dismiss all his crimes like why are they dismissing his crimes why is this even a question since when does germany decide for the rest of the world whether this not this person <laughs> killed a bunch of people in france so that makes no sense and you still don't understand at that point oh, like right. when they show up in berlin you don't know that Grindelwald is running for president of the magic world. Yeah, you have right. no concept. You barely even understand that, that, that there is an election going on. You, you kind of. Oh, there's these two candidates. And again, <laughs> it's very unclear. It took me a very long time for me to understand. Oh, it's president of the magic world, not the president of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> no, Larry. You're saying it had a better through line, and I don't think it did. At least in the second one, The Crimes of Grindelwald, we got to follow along with Ezra Miller, Credence's little journey to find his parents. From beginning to end, oh, at least I knew Credence was looking that? for... That they, they made the Harry Potter fans mad trying to say that Credence was uh, Dumbledore's brother, and they were like, bloop, okay, nephew it is. We gotta, woo, woo, we gotta get, no, no. <laughs> people hated that Dumbledore reveal. <laughs> I didn't know we people gotta... were upset about that. 
we got to dip and but dodge that's that funny. meal. So they, they did a quick right. little. Well, and again, this is this goes back to she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She doesn't like that. That's what was good about the books. That's what's good about the Harry Potter original is that like there's nuggets at the beginning that then there's a reveal later and you're like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. And here they like reveal a nugget and they're like, never mind. Sorry, we're just kidding. We're kidding. We're kidding. Throw the no, nugget away, nugget please. At all. Here's another nugget. Try this one instead. <laughs> And you know that maybe that's a bigger maybe that's a bigger conversation about like let's not let's you there is a good and a bad of trying to cater to fans like there's certainly some things that I think are better because right doing a second Suicide Squad was a good idea saying oh the fans all hated that last one <laughs> let's try again and let's listen to what they're doing uh to what they're saying like and occasionally like i remember the what hedgehog, was it? Uh, when they released that sonic the hedgehog uh picture yes. and the fans were like what yes. the hell so they were like oh okay no. <laughs> we'll scrap it and we'll make it yes. look more like the game occasionally it is good but it also like, you can't you can't retroactively go back and change your whole storyline because some of the fans didn't like what you did. I know I'm biased, but commit. I really think uh, D&D maybe should have went with some fan theories instead of whatever bullshit they decided to write for season eight. Because uh, the fans wrote a lot more coherent of a storyline for season eight that still had death and still had disappointment, uh, but made sense. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Um, oh. However... Um. <laughs> But back to my original point, at least in the second movie, we had the through line from the beginning of Credence is looking for his parents. And then I went through and da da da. Now, there was tons of garbage all the way around on every single side that was like, why do I need all of this? And like, there wasn't enough character development for Lita for me to care about anything later on. And like, you know, there's plenty of things, but I. For Lita Lestrange. I know. What a waste of a. um, Zoe Kravitz. Oh my God, what's that actress's name? Zoe uh, Zoe Kravitz. (laughs) She's incredible. (laughs) But, anyways, no, I. uh, Larry, I'll be honest, I don't think this one was better. I think this was maybe just as boring. (laughs) Yeah, for me, (laughs) I like this one better. I, I think probably because there were more beasts in this one, maybe that's why I liked it better. Yes, because yeah. we went back to the Fantastic Beast at least a little bit. Um, yeah. So, and I think Jude Law is really good as Dumbledore. So I. Yes. It just makes me wish she was the focus of the series more because I'm like, this should be our lead. <laughs> Sorry, can I just speaking of since this is already a spoiler uh, review? Why didn't they invite Dumbledore to the wedding? Why is he sitting outside, sad in the snow? <laughs> Everybody else is at the wedding. No, that guy who gave you that little wand, Jacob, he doesn't get it. He can't even come in. He's got to sit <laughs> outside. Dumbledore clearly wasn't doing anything that night. Just awkwardly Just creeping. Sadly, <laughs> sadly staring at right. Like, maybe, like, he's, maybe it's him. You're, maybe you're right. the you, you hit on the head with this. But Larry, if there's like, it was a, he, he hit on the he, head with this. He was trying to convey he so much with long Torn off labyrinth. He's sworn off love, so he will not attend the wedding. He'll just watch sad from the outside because <laughs> Grindelwald ruined love for him for the rest of his life. Well, maybe I would understand that if we would have <laughs> gone over the story of Grindelwald and Dumbledore. No. <laughs> Anyways. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think I think they're both a lot of jumbled mess, but I at least I liked I think I liked I liked Johnny Depp better as Grindelwald. I, I don't think bad Michelson. Yeah, I like are you kidding like me? France? Little, <laughs> little pompadour oh, what, like his and hair? His whole look. Grindelwald's like look in the second one is just so different than the other two. <laughs> oh, I don't think his look is great, but like I think I think that that version of well, I think this is part of the problem too of them like just recasting like it doesn't fuck matter. Like different people play roles differently. I like saw this play and they had one main character. The whole thing was about this one main character. And then they had three different actresses play her at different points in her life. And it is terrible. It's terrible. It's not a good idea because you can't follow this character anymore because it becomes a different character when a different person plays them. And unless you have a very gifted actor who's able to like take literally what this other person do and replicate it exactly internally, we're humans. We get it. We can feel it. Like there is a distinct difference between the the Grindelwald that Johnny Depp is playing, the Grindelwald which Johnny Depp is playing, and in the movie itself, which is a lot more Magneto. It's a lot more benevolent um, sort of dictator. Like I'm, I'm here for you. I am here. That you like that. That's his whole twist, right? That's his whole thing. Is he's much more Magneto, and he's like the aurors come down and they kill someone because they try to, you know, it's like oh self defense. Oh look, you see the aurors, they're evil. They will kill you in a heartbeat. You gotta watch out for them. I offer you acceptance. This is the whole thing with Queenie. I offer you acceptance of what you want. We don't want the magical world to tell us what we can and cannot do anymore. We want to be have this freedom. Blah blah blah. And like these are all things that make sense. And then crazy ass Mads Michelson, this version of Grindelwald is just like uh, like immediately as soon as the, he's the leader of the world is like, fuck the Muggles, we're gonna murder <laughs> them all. And the other, this is part of the problem, is that Grindelwald's th- story was different. It was supposed to be different. It was supposed to not be like we're gonna murder all the Muggles, but it was gonna be we're gonna like it made sense because it was like we're gonna stop the Muggles from starting another war. We're gonna stop them from doing it. Instead, it like instantly transformed into this weird pure blood thing, which was what fucking Voldemort's crazy thing was. And Grindelwald and Voldemort are supposed to be different. They, That's what they, I heard. You is know, that we they have... basically made him Voldemort. This, which I don't see. I don't yes. have insight on that because I haven't really. I've seen Voldemort very little outside of memes on online. I've seen and Voldemort, you know, but not really. I like to reiterate. It's her world. If that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. But she, you know, stick with your own fucking storylines. And your indication in the last book that it was there. What is the point? There is no point of me telling the story of Dumbledore and Grindelwald if it's just Voldemort okay. 1.0 beta, <laughs> right? Like, I, wonder, I mean, doesn't it make you really appreciate like Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy? Because they, they play different, because they're in a different part of their time, but they play very different, Professor X and Magneto's. But, like, they still have that in them, that you're like, okay, this makes sense, actually, that you're going to become this as you're, like, an old man. You'll become Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> you know? yes. Like Michael Fassbender, you're like, oh, yes. what, good, what good actors. But, uh... <laughs> well, and, like, so, and that, from a storyline perspective, I would say that the Johnny Depp version of Grindelwald, that that made more sense to me of like, I could buy why Queenie went with him. I could buy why, 
We're, I'm like, let's talk again about how like they're like, let's set something up in the second movie and then undo it in the next one. So they have him reveal who he is. And then in the next and then in this movie, they're like, just kidding. I was lying the whole time because I'm Grindelwald and I'm evil. Ooh, that's not interesting to me from a story perspective. Characters can just lie. And then that's great. I mean, like, I know in real life. People can just lie and you believe them and it just like fucks things up. But in a story, like it's far more engaging if it's like truth, if there's a, a, a nugget of reality to it, if it's actually kind of fucked up and he is Dumbledore's brother or Dumbledore's dad ran off and had an illegitimate child and it created this Credence character and like... And what was the point of him? Whatever. Lying? That's the thing is if you right. have him what was lie, the point of lying, have it have a consequence in this film. Have it have a purpose. Let us know why would Grindelwald make that up at the end of the film like he did. Also, the no, whole, no okay, okay, the okay. whole point was the whole kid, the first two movies are about getting credence because credence is the only person in the entire wizarding world who can defeat Dumbledore because Grin because Gr uh, Grindelwald's not allowed to. And then by this in this last movie, he's such a whole fucking asshole to Credence the whole time. He's just chipping away at his loyalty to him, giving him no reason to be happy to be there. And immediately Credence turns around and is like, "I'm dying. Fuck you." Like <laughs> two. Movies were all about getting credence to defeat Dumbledore. And what do they have? Like one fight and Dumbledore just like bitch slaps him no. and is like, I'm really sorry that <laughs> Grindelwald lied to you. It was, wasn't really a fight. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty, Dumbledore handled it pretty well. <laughs> Sit down, child. Um. So Larry, no, at least the second movie made some sense with the first one. And was like consistent. This third one is like doesn't make it does it just it deleted everything from the story. So before what they it, did, it I'm trying to think. What was the last series that really did this? Because um, there was a series that did. Oh, Star Wars. So they they actually kind of did what Star Wars did is yes! they saw the reception of number two in their trilogy. And they saw fans lose their mind and be like, what the hell? This is terrible. And they just retcon everything. The third film then goes back yes. in, takes the decision that people didn't like or things that people were upset about and decides to, instead of keep writing to make it interesting or keep writing it, to, or to just retcon justify it. your decisions. Like, they just retcon it. <laughs> you're allowed to upset your fan base. You're yeah, I'm telling you all right now, as a nerd, as a person who is part of many fan bases, you're allowed to upset me and then explain to me why you've done this. That's, so, you know, that's, like, that's like, why people don't, that, I think that's what people don't understand is why Game of Thrones fans get mad, why Lost fans got mad, why all these fans get angry to the point that they get angry. It's not because you've done a decision that leaves us unhappy. It's not that you've made choices that are not with what we wanted you to do. It's because they're terrible choices. Like they don't make sense thematically in the context of your story. They're stupid. Because we're paying attention. Because <laughs> we, we know are that your world crazy. very well. 
we have become obsessed with your world. So when you randomly decide to just retcon things or turn around and have characters do shit that doesn't align with who they have become or who they are, that's when we get mad. Not that the wrong person ends on the throne or the wrong person marries in How I Met Your Mother or or whatever. Or even like I... I like a lot about The Last Jedi, but I do have problems with it as well. And it kind of does go with the same thematics. In that film, the fact that you built up Snoke as this big bad of your series, and he turns out to be absolutely nothing, people get upset with shit like that because yes. you <laughs> it's, it's stupid. Like, <laughs> doing stuff like, like that is just dumb. <laughs> They built up this whole thing about Ray's background and who Ray was and what Ray's going on. And then they were like, oh, but nobody, it's nobody. You're just nobody. You're just a rando. And the it's way important to not have to understand yeah. it could be a rando. It doesn't have to be somebody important. And I actually, that decision. But her I'm past okay. is important okay. to her anyways. Yeah, no, I'm more okay with that if we continue down and she learns about her life and she learns about her parents. Correct. Instead, Correct. what they do is say, just kidding, she's actually a freaking <laughs> a freaking Palpatine who decides to be a Skywalker. No, that's terrible. That is like terrible screen. <laughs> that's horrible storytelling, Star Wars. And that's kind so, of what this film does. It's like, yes. oh shit, people got mad at a lot of things we did. Crimes of Grindelwald was really well re- or poorly received. So we're going to just go back on everything. Queenie has to end up good again at the end of this film, even though it doesn't really make sense. And her turn back to marrying Jacob by the end of this film what did Jacob go through? Because he, that, that was part of why she turned in the second one. He didn't marry her. He didn't want to marry her. Nothing in the third film explains why he suddenly is good marrying her by the end of this film. Nothing. I mean, my I, assumption I hear, I will, I will fan <laughs> fix this. It's one of my favorite things that fans do. I, that's a no. I, do. I hate the fans do this. I will fan fix this, that the new leader of the entire magical world seemed like a kind and autonomous leader. We know nothing and, about her. She could be just and as terrible. Sure, she absolutely could be. No, no, the chillin' chose her. The, the chillin' chose her. Like, after Dumbledore. After chose Dumbledore first, which is ridiculous. That was unnecessary. That was unnecessary, Larry. That well, was unnecessary. It just <laughs> the chilling. Also, I feel like so what they also built this up. Oh my god! So they didn't even. That's this is what really starts to annoy me in series. They line out that the chilling only bows to the most pure of people, and that is why it in the past was used to choose their leader. But it makes no sense when the chillin' bows to two people, one right after the next. Like, correct. This little chillin'. I was, because Dumbledore says there's gotta be somebody else here. There's somebody else here. Ideally, one of the two people that's running for president. And what if Please? the chillin' had found a small <laughs> child and was like, this is the most pure of heart person in this entire group. I'm I picking the was, kid. You know what? I, I wanted it to be Jacob. I wanted them to like, Bow to Jacob. Oh well, shit! Now there's a muggle in charge of the magical world. They said, obviously, that would have made, made thematic sense. sense because they built him up. That was kind of his story of this film: is he's good, he's not corrupted, he, and that's his strength. 
So if yes. he had bowed to Jacob, it actually would have made a lot more thematic sense. Not to mention, Larry, Dumbledore went through this Dumbledore whole movie talking is about the pure of heart. Yeah, I was to say he actually went through <laughs> this film not pure of heart. reconciling with the bad shit he had done in his past yes. that led him to this point. So <laughs> yes, yes, just Dumbledore also like. <laughs> Also, Larry, Dumbledore does all kinds of fucked up shit over the course of the Harry Potter books that are, like, for the greater good things. But, like, there are, Larry, there are entire, like, essays people have written about the fucked up shit that Dumbledore does. Like, he is great and he is wise and he is also fucking nonsense. Just crazy ass shit. So he's, like, literally actually my favorite dangerous people's lives. He's, like, literally the Yoda <laughs> of Harry Potter. The great, wise, all-powerful leader that yeah. does a lot of shit that uh, ends up hurting the greater good, ultimately. Uh, but that <laughs> is not and very that's good. Fine. That's interesting. But please, if the chillin' is selecting the pure of heart, well, like, Queenie. Queenie would have made sense, too. Queenie was a really good, kind person. Even Newt. Like, maybe that Newt was- Commander. Newt. Newt has never done anything unkind in his entire little life. Yeah. He is the most pure um, person on that screen. Correct. correct. What is happening? Chillin'. This chillin' is defective. Put it back in the suitcase. It's broken. The chillin' is broken. We can't trust a single thing the chillin' says. Don't, don't trust that. Oh, my God. But also the dead chillin' is, like, too fucking sad. That was, like, oh, oh. Oh, I can't deal with that. I mean, okay, they shook me. I was shook when they sliced that baby chillin's throat open at the beginning of this film. I was like, oh, oh, we're going here. <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing today. <laughs> Let me leave. <laughs> I don't, Larry, as soon as I saw that happen, I was like, oh, Larry's not gonna like that. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> it was, it's also like horrifying. I mean, so I, I would give, I would also give that one like that a thematic pass. Like, okay, great. Do we need to know that Grindelwald is a fucking monster? Yeah. Then okay, he's a fucking monster. But like, I don't know. It also, again, this goes back to this. Like, I don't think that this Grindelwald character has be. They have, they have changed him from a character of nuance that I can like buy that people follow him around into this just evil villain who's secretly more evil than everybody thinks that he is. Um, you know, I, and I don't know if maybe part of it also feels like it's a little bit of like a, a Trump allegory thing. Like they got a little bit too bundled up in like Trump's evilness. And we're like, we're going to just make him an evil Trump. And I'm like, well, then make him a buffoon or something. Cause just evil villain is he's just Palpatine in this one. He's just evil for the sake of evil. And that was like, you know, yeah. the, the thing is you need to buy that Dumbledore believed in this at one point. Yes. And I don't be- like when he turns around and his like li- final little monologue is I'm going to use an unforgivable curse where I torture a muggle in front of all of you. <laughs> We're going to kill all the muggles. This guy would marry a witch and taint our pure blood. <laughs> like it went absurdly evil that's why we knew she was pure of heart is that that other woman is the one who took the spell off of jacob that's how we knew she was the choice (laughs) i mean that easy apparently she's that is anyways so 
Yeah. Yes, Larry. <laughs> I, I know you're trying to say that this one was better, which you're you're entitled to your opinion. I think because I am a stickler for story, this one is worse. <laughs> this one takes it right off the rails. It just okay. dove right off the Hogwarts okay. Express and into the cavern beneath. Just to be clear, I just need to know. Would uh, so Crimes of Grindelwald and then Secret to Dumbledore are those the two worst Wizarding World films to date? Yes, absolutely. I, I like I like the Harry Potter films. My only complaint about the Harry Potter films most of the time is uh, I I like the original ones better. The first like two, oh. I like the Chris Columbus ones. I feel like they're more fun and more magical, and they get really dark. Um, I hated the werewolf. I thought that was the worst werewolf design I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it's just, it was nonsense. It was a weird, like, Slender Man werewolf. No, 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 no. That's not what wolves look like. So wait, David um, Yates directed, what, the last four of them? I, I think. think so. And like now that. he's directed all three Fantastic Beasts. Pardon me. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah, the money I, has to be good, but I'm like... Uh, <laughs> This is really strange to keep this one director around for this long on a series like this. Yeah, I don't know. I, but so I like, yeah, I like the earlier ones better because I think like they focus on the magic. I think they were also a little bit more loyal to the books. The books do get very long. Um, my other big criticism is I don't think the last movie needed to be divided into, the last book needed to be divided into two movies. That seemed like a blatant money grab especially when they ended up yeah especially when they ended up adding in a bunch of stuff that wasn't in the books um and this weird dynamic between hermione and harry harry potter was the one that started the final book split into trend i believe actually yes that was the first yep Uh because twilight and and hunger games and all them followed suit but and you know what i don't appreciate it (laughs) it is a blatant Fucking money grab it. Well, especially okay when you it. watch the only well, no, I've seen I oh, I've so this will this will really get all y'all mad. Um, I've seen all the Twilight films, and I have not. I've only seen the first couple of Harry Potter <laughs> films. I have watched all of the Twilight, as well as all of the Fifty Shades films. Uh, so there's that. But um, <laughs> specifically, Hunger Games, because I actually I love the first two Hunger Games movies. I think they're both great, and then the second two. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think they're okay. I don't think they're bad. However, while you you're watching Larry? them, they should have been one film. Like there is, there's a lot that needs to be covered, I guess, in that final Hunger Games movie. They shouldn't have split that final book at all. So we'll see when I get to Harry Potter, what is it, seven and eight or six and seven um, and see yeah. how it goes. Uh, Deathly Hollows part one and two, if I'm like, oof, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> This is too much for one. Those are my only criticisms of the original Harry Potter movies overall. Where would Fantastic Beasts rank then amongst the Harry Potter films? The first one for you. Oh. oh. Is it better than any of them or is it number three on the worst? Is it just the Fantastic Beasts or the bottom three? I don't think so. I think Fantastic. I think it's all of the Harry Potter films and then Fantastic Beasts just below it. There was a thing about Fantastic Beasts that made me excited <laughs> it's i mean niffler is adorable it's very cute i, I it, you know there's another thing is it feels like the earlier movie tried to like be a kids movie and then the rest of these movies have been like we're adult harry potter and i'm like can you pick a lane okay i don't know storyline i'm theme. sure fans in my comment section will answer this 
why does the train run on tracks in this magical world, Red? Why is it uh, not a floating train or, or the train that takes them from the station to Hogwarts or to the boats? <sighs> then they, they go across to Hogwarts. Oh, um, so actually, that's just the first years that take the boats across. Um, then, <laughs> yes, uh, the there is actually some like folklore. There's some like magic lore reason why there's a train. I can't remember what it is, but maybe somebody in the comments will explain yeah, it to you. Like, there is a reason see, why there's a train. We literally see uh, a homeboy fly in on a flying motorcycle, and then we're on actual train tracks. So I'm like, hmm. This is kind of strange to me that there's a train on tracks going through this world. Correct. So, um, but, uh, so the, the, only the first years go across in the boats. Okay. Then after that, they go through on these carriages, these horseless carriages that actually are pulled by these missed, these fantastical creatures um, that you can see if you have um, experienced extreme pain or extreme horror or something like also, that. Also, I guess that's another question. Great tragedy. I know there's a lot of them in the original Harry Potter yes. series. I mean, there's not seen a main death. focus. You've seen death. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So there's, there's, there's a, magic there's not a lot of them. Anything. They're not a focus, the animals. But there are. There's several species of animals that you meet throughout the Harry Potter films, obviously. Well, it's very strange to me to not even really bring any of those into the Fantastic Beasts. Again, to ground it to the Harry Potter world. Why aren't, why isn't Newt like, you know, carrying around a, a beast that we can yeah. be very familiar with in the Harry Potter so, series? Like, yeah, totally. The, okay. So like there's a giant squid that lives in the, um, in the lake and maybe that would have been neat if there was like a giant, maybe if it was a giant squid that had been attacking them in the evil thing and yeah. then when it's just the tentacle that's left and it slithers off into the lake, then you're like, oh yeah, and Harry Potter, they have the giant squid in the lake. Yeah. Maybe that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah I, I do, I agree. I, I think there's um a lack of, it, it is a little too divorced from the Harry Potter yeah. world. Um, and that's yeah. what's really struggling now that they're trying to merge them with the characters yes. like they are. It just started so divorced from the Harry Potter world, country and all. Like we are fully outside of the Harry Potter world. So this merge has really been disjointed yeah. in the two sequels. Yeah. Yeah. I really <laughs> wanted when he was like, don't worry, the chillin' is very safe. It's in the safest place ever. I wanted it to be with Hagrid. Hagrid absolutely could be like Was a kid alive? at Hogwarts oh, okay. at this point. Yeah, because ha Hagrid is an adult by the time we get to the Hogwarts yeah. time period. Um, I mean, I guess Hagrid, maybe Hagrid is, I Shit. guess if the Harry Potter is a Dumbledore. Dumbledore's really fucking old. I mean, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, so <laughs> these movies are taking place. These movies are taking place in the late 20s. Yeah. They must be in the late 20s because they. it seems to indicate they're zooming up on World War II. Um, so maybe this one's more 30s. 40s. Yeah. 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 But the first so, one is definitely 20s. Yeah. So maybe Hagrid wouldn't be born yet, but, but I, I think there's still a little. I'm like Dumbledore is already middle aged here, um, yeah. like at least in his forties. Uh, so yeah. how so old is he at yeah. the start of Harry Dumbledore Potter? Is, Over a hundred. He's very old. He's 
crazy fucking goals. <laughs> Over a hundred years old for sure. But also that means that McGonagall is crazy fucking old too because she's an adult she's working at. One, isn't she? <laughs> Don't they show her real quick, Professor McGonagall in Crimes of Grindelwald? She's in. So she's in the third one. She comes in oh. and tells him that there was the vote for Grind to like. That was a nut. Like, <sighs> sorry, no. I'm just gonna go back to this movie and why it doesn't like make any sense. It was like, let's send him on a mission to tell him to make the decision that is hard, but not uh, but, uh, choose right over easy, and he picks easy. So it was like a great. So that was a pointless. This was an entirely pointless mission. So you it, like. <sighs> In the I end. understand that there was this whole thing about how, like, oh, they have to be nonsense missions so that we can. That's a, you know what, Larry? That is a terrible writing device yes. to be like, we're just going to make no sense at all because it'll be the only way to fool our evil villain. Ooh. Larry, that's <laughs> only a good writing device if they've done that clever thing I've seen done in other movies where they're like, they made it look like something was going to happen, but then it actually affected. Like, it can't just be a completely non-predictable nonsense plan. Like, (sighs) Ultimately, uh, from a non-Harry Potter avid fan and a Harry Potter avid fan, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore was a convoluted mess overall. Um, It's too long for what they did. And yeah. unfortunately, what was accomplished in that two and a half hours? Unfortunately, it it leaves the Fantastic Beast series in at the very least as much disarray as it was before, without giving it any solid direction to move forward on. I mean, I guess we know what the story will be because we're supposedly leading up to the big final battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. This is what the series was was going to end up at some point. Right. Uh, now they've broken that little gem so they can fight each other. So there you go. Um, but this was not... It should have just done enough. three movies about Fantastic Beasts and finished it. And then done three movies about Dumbledore and Grindelwald and finished it. Like, that's the other thing. They, spoiler, they killed off Credence, who is the main character of the first two movies that they're killed. They're, they're killing him off now. He's, he's, not, he's dead not dead yet. yet. <laughs> and maybe they'll save him. Maybe he will they'll be the savior of everyone. Who knows? Maybe he'll blow up the planet. I... <laughs> and Harry <laughs> Potter like, never and actually happened. Like, could you imagine uh, they yeah. blow up the planet and retcon Harry Potter never actually happened? It's all a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore's floating in space and he's like cocooned himself and he just dreamt of Harry Potter. Vision. Yeah, there we that's go. Woo, the people. See, that's how you get the people real mad. Do some bullshit like that and the people will riot at the theme. <laughs> but yeah, wait. Scroll the world. If you are a big Harry Potter fan, I mean, honestly, I'll say wait for streaming. You know you're going to probably check it out because we're all sadists like that. Like, once you're attached to a world or a property, even after it's gone off, um, it's just really hard to pull yourself away. (laughs) 
So you know you're going to watch it at some point. So I would say you can wait for the streaming, but as I said, it is really lovely to see the set designs. The effects are also really well done. Yeah. The the effects. uh, The magic fights are fun. The are very cute. The magic fights are fun. Yeah, like (laughs) the components of the movie separately are enjoyable. Uh, The problem (laughs) is none of it fits together in a coherent This is quite literally the definition of a turn your brain off blockbuster. If you can turn your brain off and just look at the pretty screen and giggle at a laugh or two. It loves gold coins. Look at him go. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's a Dumbledore. Okay, I know him and just keep it pushing. I think you'll have a fun time. Uh, But if, if you're looking for a coherent story, Secrets of Dumbledore does not deliver yet again. And um, continues to make the wizarding world quite a disastrous place right now. So, so yeah. Maybe wait till streaming, <sighs> especially if you have problems giving money to... Yes. Yeah, wait wait until H- then HBO and... will get your money, which I know they're the ones who are paying her, Warner Brothers. But, you know, if you already have the streaming service, you were going to pay that $15 anyway. So Exactly. And it will exactly. be at streaming within, I believe, 45 days, like how the Batman is on streaming already now. I'm pretty this sure uh, Fantastic Beasts will be on that same time frame. So, all right, yeah. that was our review. <laughs> but for- if, you're saving your, your, if you're saving your ticket money for movies, go see everything everywhere all at once. Don't go see this one. Yeah, you want a something better, want outrageous, magical, crazy. delightful journey, <laughs> choose everything everywhere all at once. That's fantastic. All right. Well, that was our review for Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore. I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the film and are ready to rage, well, the comment section is down below. You can tell us why it was amazing and why we're wrong about all things Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. (laughs) Or you can look us up. Ren, where can they find you? You can find me at Ren Manley on Twitter and at RennyPoo13 on Instagram. Perfect. And you can find me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter or ChiliBoyProductions on Instagram or here on YouTube. And of course, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinemaSnarks. Thank you all for watching or listening. Oop. And we'll catch you on the next Whichever. one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>